Hello everyone and welcome to Orbital the Gadgets 360 podcast. Today's episode is a special episode because for the first time ever we are trying an audio interview. In the interview we have a special guest with us who is Archit Gupta. He's a co-founder and CEO of ClearTax. ClearTax is a startup that is into helping people file their tax returns online. It has been in this business since 2011, 2011 and the company went to the startup incubator called Y Combinator in the US in 2014. So a lot has changed in the tax filing scene since the company first came into operations. So to talk about all of that, Archit, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. So first of all, let's start with this Y Combinator experience. I think uh, we interviewed you a few years ago uh, when you first went to Y Combinator. I think we started talking around that time, and at that time you shared your experience with uh, like what you learned over there. Hmm. Uh, so following that, uh, you did say that uh, the, a lot of startups that have already been incubated uh, at Y Combinator, all these. I have helped you a lot. So, how has your experience been after Y Combinator? Have you been able to help other startups, and how, like, how did that process go? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, I think like uh, Y Y C uh, Y Combinator, like Y C as it is referred to, uh, is is continues to be helpful even after you leave uh, Y C. So, one thing is like uh, you continue leaning on the partners in the in the Y C network. Like, the partners are the sort of mentors. Uh, who are uh, partners at Y Combinator, and then there are alums, and there are alums in the way of like, uh, like for example, Razorpay, Innovate, and certain other companies like uh, Misho, etc., who have gone through YC. Uh, so like you sort of uh, like a get create, and these are India focused, and there's obviously global uh, YC companies. But you sort of form a community uh, with each other. I mean, I've I've uh, personally helped like uh, with eight or ten. companies which have gone through yc with their interviews uh, like when they have to interview with yc uh, playment being one of the latest ones uh, so i think like uh, the good thing is like you form a community and that community really helps in uh, like just discussing like hey how do you hire for this position what is happening in the market in these things like hey we need to solve this problem have you looked at this problem before uh, s- simple examples could be like uh, Hey, we are trying to hire somebody to focus on the banking sector. Uh, so Razorpay had hired somebody to focus on banking. So we asked them a couple of questions. They gave us a few pointers. Very useful. So uh, Razorpay, like uh, Harshil and uh, Shashank, we helped them in their interview process when they were going through YC for the first time. And a lot of founders who we have helped in the fundraise process post YC. So a lot of fun in that. Yeah, this mock interview is a very big part of applying at YC, right? You speak to other al- alumni and then you figure out what they're going to ask you and what you need to prepare for. Yeah, so the the mock interview is uh, required for two or three reasons. So uh, YC interview uh, after the application process is pretty intense. So you have like basically Ten minutes where four YC partners are going to sit in a room and grill you for grill you and your co-founders for ten minutes, and so they literally have a physical stopwatch which will show ten minutes. So it's not like it's fifteen minutes or eight minutes; it's ten minutes with the physical stopwatch. So uh, you really have to prep for that because it's like uh, they'll keep asking questions in a very rapid-fire way, and if you're not prepared for it mentally and like with a few answers, then like you are not going to do so well. and it's really like very coachable like if you spend like three focused days on this uh, answering questions about your company in a consistent way is actually pretty good uh, the funny part is like uh, where indians struggle i'll give you like two or three places one is uh, we indians generally tend to speak very fast 
uh, I also have been accused of that <laughs> a lot of times. I mean, I'm hoping people in this podcast will uh, like not face that problem. Uh, so people, Indians generally speak very fast and we have a Indian accent, which obviously uh, the Americans have a tough time understanding. Some people have a very thick one. Some people have a less of a thick accent. Uh, it's not a problem, but you have to learn to slow down and speak with clarity because uh, you express one concept with clarity instead of three, which they didn't understand. The one concept with clarity is actually better. So slowing down, speaking with poise, those kind of things, like uh, it's it's actually much better because uh, they are American and like they obviously deal with like 30% of the founders usually are Indian. So they <laughs> do understand the accent. You just have to be like slightly slower. And yeah. That's all. Yeah, that's a very useful tip and the kind of thing that I wouldn't really think of when I'm thinking of applying anywhere, forget just YC. And yeah, it's it's one thing because we are so used to American shows and American movies that we understand their accent without a problem. Mm -hmm. But I didn't really think that, you know, they'd have such a tough time understanding us as well. Mm -hmm. All right. So uh, since 2011, when you first started, a lot has changed in the taxation scene as mm -hmm. far as I can see. First of all, uh, we used to have to post those IT return uh, receipts of the forms mm -hmm. uh, to the income tax office in Bengaluru. Mm -hmm. Then they made it online only. So in these years, uh, I mean, what exactly has changed in terms of like working with the government? Has it become simpler? And how has this process become easier for people? Hmm. Yeah, so I think like overall, like uh, there are a few things which are uh, which have gone well, right? Like uh, in 2011, when we started, like about uh, I think uh, the like five to six million people were filing electronically. Uh, in the f and now 43 million people file electronically right so i think overall like massive growth in the sector i think uh, uh, just like the government built awareness made uh, tools their own tools simpler actually so i mean from our perspective like uh, both clear tax and the government kept getting more compelling like uh, either choosing the government or us and uh, the fact that the government had a tool online uh like gave us a lot of audience because people would look for a tool and they would struggle with the government's uh, option and then come to clear tax and would find it easy so actually i always feel like the government uh, should continue building the market and educating the market and uh, the the sort of like uh, 10 12 15% of the market comes to us and uh, 12 15% remains with the government and the 60 70% odd market remains with consultants consultants are not like of e even degree like if i explain the market like uh, they could be somebody who's like uh, coming to the company cafeteria and not a strong expert or could be a very qualified chartered accountant who is serving the market uh, from a very well thought out perspective uh, we also like from uh, the clear tax perspective right uh, we first started with the do it yourself product and we continue like that remains the biggest category clear tax has but we started offering a bouquet of products in terms of paid filings where people would do like a ca assisted filing which would range from rupees 500 to rupees 13000 so that's a wide range the wide range exists because tax complexity for people who wanted a ca is pretty wide so we'd have a price point at 500 a price point at 800 uh, 1800 and so on and so forth so these are like for people who may have like say they have sold stock or they've sold a house and they have some capital gain or capital loss and capital gain or capital loss is interesting because if you have a loss you can carry it forward so there are a lot, lot of these things that clear tax could help with and we realize there's an audience which is online and doesn't want to go look for a ca in the offline world uh, the other part which is very interesting like which most people don't realize and I'm setting broad strokes and then we'll come to chronology is like most of our audience is between the age of 22 to 30 
like uh, which is like classically the millennial audience and the other part is like uh, if we polled our users like i would like call up users uh, to ask how was their experience what is the what is what could we learn and improve the software and that's how we primarily improved software we just literally talk to our users we would just ask them hey can i call you i'd send an email and they'd say yes you why don't we chat and then the answer came like most of the time like the answer was like uh, that they were first generation uh, earners like in their family like uh, most of the time first people who got a degree and would uh, move to a bigger city to work and they would need a tool they would need technology or software to help them do their filing so it was very it, it that that became that continues to be the company mission right like how to simplify people's financial lives so it's like very important to uh, approach it from the perspective of like many people say right like there is a, there are so many ca firms and cas why do people need clear tax the answer is very simple like people don't have relationships with ca firms and uh, may not like want them may not afford them uh, young folks are like more comfortable with technology because of smartphones and so on and so forth and not looking for human intervention and that's where we fit in so overall from the evolution of 2011 to 20 uh 16 17 uh, that we're talking about i think number one vector is a uh, lot more people are comfortable doing things online uh the government is pushing for uh, more thing ha- more things happening online more data systems are more interconnected uh actually data access has become easier like the government gave access to their portal via net banking and uh, certain problems which people were facing came down i think that led to more usage of clear tax because uh people were uh people were comfortable using an, an online technology i think the other part is we built a lot of trust in the market so we'd keep getting more and more users uh, so i think that was the yeah so one thing you mentioned really struck out to me you did say that the government really created that user base and then because people struggled with government tools yeah. they came to clear tax yeah. right so now the government has made this announcement that for at least for salaried employees who just get their form 16s filing the tax returns is going to be very simple with the government tools because there's going to be just a single page or a two page form hmm. for them so how does this affect clear tax's business right so that's a great question uh, and i've been asked that question a few times recently so uh, the the funny thing is like uh, the government did a uh, like a psychological trick if you will like the the tax form and we obviously do this for a living the tax form from last year and this year like uh, from a reporting perspective actually has more fields uh, from last year to this year they just compressed the white space and they took out like a bunch of uh, like fields and said like optional extra optional extra and like uh, they just basically made the form more visually compressed so it's basically a psychological <laughs> trick and like the number of fields that they are asking is identical so i think like it's more public relations at this <laughs> point i mean like very honestly i mean the government is trying to show hey we are like they committed in the budget that we'll come out with a single page tax form so they did but if you look at the tax form like it's it's a 10 like the font is like 9 points and like it's a really dense form and like they've not decreased the information burden so i mean yeah so in terms of making things easy for people i guess they have they have not reached there yet yeah so it's it's basically like uh, the spirit of the law letter of the law kind of thing but mm. i think this definitely uh, there's definitely things that they should uh, they have like taken commitment towards and uh, i think like uh, overall perspective like it's a welcome move i think it points out like the government wants to simplify there's certain good things that have been done there's itr 2a itr 2 itr 3 all of them were like superfluous because they were 95% identical so they removed all three and created one 
so so that i think was a very positive move yeah it creates less confusion right yeah less confusion actually. so yeah. i think like overall like uh, whenever uh, the government changes something actually it increases our market like why because most people are not able to understand the complexity change because it's not a frequent enough change for them to bother so they actually would want to come to a platform like ours which already will know what to do yeah so how many people file their tax returns via clear tax now so over like we are now approaching 15 lakh filers that's over like since 2011 overall no 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 every oh, year like, every year yeah, okay so now approaching like so this year like i think uh, the company would try and do uh, like i mean we would get to 20 lakh plus let's see how many we land at in 2017 like so uh, because uh, we are approaching like maybe 8 10% of the market addressable market from a yeah. from a salaried customer perspective i mean yeah so uh, i'd also like to know about like how you're retaining these people i mean how they're coming back to you mm-hmm. uh, year after year because my understanding is that clear tax is a fairly seasonal business in terms of at least a tax filing component mm. so when it's not tax filing season because most people would wake up on uh, something like maybe the 1st of august and they'd realized okay that you know i need to file these tax returns and ultimately they'll sit and wait till deadline day hmm. and those three or four days when it's like the last few days to file their taxes that's when you will get the maximum traffic because hmm. everybody wants to do it hmm. so after that what happens yeah so i think that's a, again a great question and a company question i think like one thing is like uh, we definitely are a seasonal product like let's start by uh, put like uh, putting that on the table right like uh, but we solve a very sharp need so when you feel that sharp need like it's a very big pain point and you want that pain killer so you already like if you've used us like you're very high propensity to like reach out for the same painkiller like it's like uh, even if we didn't remind you like the government would remind you or the uh, the human resource in your company would remind you and then you would be like hey i filed last year from clear tax you don't forget like where you filed from fundamentally and it's like a, it's not like a, you're not seeking novelty in this kind of a product line you're just like i want to get this job done so it's like eating the same medicine for the problem maybe once a year and that's okay and the other part is like uh, we actually are uh, in the process of and like uh, we have run some successful uh, experiments on this like we have now launched uh, tax savings as a product so what does what does that mean basically we are now a platform where tax saving investments can be made so we are very uh, we are very excited about that because tax savings is is like a, a part where uh, what we felt was like we did uh, we are doing tax filings and we get access uh from a product perspective to a lot of insights from customers and these customers are constantly asking us how do i save more that's the number one question besides tax filing questions that we get in in our product so people want to save more on taxes i mean it's a it's basically like people are like i we work so hard to earn money how do i save more or how do i make more uh so i think like that is now the new religion in the company that if we can get people to do more tax savings and do more of their investments in in friendly ways and that's the other part like clear tax uh, uh, is very aggressively uh, like neutral like we don't want to sell anything per se we don't try to like uh, have a call center here Uh, like calling up people that you should do this you should do that we just like have a product where people can come and try their tax savings and it's entirely paperless it'll take less than 7 minutes so i think we are very very invested in that uh, that theme of like getting people to finish up key activity in 6 7 minutes and then go away from the platform don't think about the problem when you don't have it okay so i have a bunch of questions but let's start with speed first yeah. i mean uh, 
we are here in your office in the clear tax office and speed seems to be like a key theme here <laughs> as we saw on these uh, posters outside hmm. so you did mention 7 minutes right yeah. a few years ago i saw this infographic on the clear tax website which says that you could file your e file your income tax returns in 15 minutes hmm. now today i see that it's become in 10 minutes hmm. so in this time like what has changed like what have you optimized and is there any database feedback that you got from people that helped you do this Yeah so I think like uh, the 7 uh, minutes or the 10 minutes is actually data data driven it's not actually like a a marketing thing so the first thing which is very important is like uh is like we were the first thing which is very very key in terms of saving time is like we actually if you upload your form 16 we'll actually read it in a few seconds and and uh, create a fully prepared tax return right i think in the 15 minute era i i believe we may not have been reading the form 16 i i don't recollect it's been a while but the form 16 pdf and the fact that like you receive this form 16 pdf from your employer you don't want to like deal with this uh, like data entry figuring out what to do what goes where so what we have done is like you upload that within a few seconds we'll read it and put it in the right tax form then we'll ask you a few more questions and then get you done so uh, and if you're a returning user like it may actually be less than 7 minutes i mean because all of your da- uh, information will be carried forward from last year so you don't have to enter your bank account like those kind of things so to answer your question about why people come back they actually have lesser data entry to do uh, the other part is like uh, i think the website overall became faster i think like page load times and stuff like we really worked hard like uh, even at peak loads uh to reduce page load times and those kind of things so notionally the site felt faster to users they could do more uh the the i think we added a lot more uh help text and guides on the way because what we realized was where are people spending most of their time that they don't understand x or y or z and then we have like other features which we take a lot of lot more uploads i'll explain that uh so there's something called a form 26as so this form 26as is the government will issue this like which Uh, has your tax summary of whatever the government has on you uh, if you upload this pdf document to us the uh, clear tax website will read it if you have paid any tax chalan tax payment chalan uh, the clear tax website will read it you can upload pdf so you if you throw documents as us at us like the clear tax website tries to read it and avoid data entry so i think all those things added up to reducing data entry times and then there was like certain portions of review so i'll give an example like when you Uh, are filling clear tax the f- forms up um we'll let you skip portions like you don't know the answer to x we'll just say okay skip it for now like we'll come back to it later so uh, last up to last year i think or last to last year when people were skipping these portions and like if the, that information was necessary we would take them back to the original part of the workflow now we just like the moment they're done in the review we just ask them if you have the data just show it right there fill it fill it fill it within a few seconds instead of di- doing a whole process review so all those things added up to saving time so i think like we did a lot more uh, from uh, yeah so another thing that strikes me is that you did mention that it's a seasonal business right so the four days before deadline would probably be your busiest in the entire year yeah. so how do you deal with all the support challenges that Uh, come around it because i'm guessing people will just wake up at the last minute and then they will start bombarding your support channels with requests yeah. and with queries so how do you like work on improving that yeah so that's an incredibly uh, like incredibly tough challenge so i think like uh, that's a great question like i i feel like uh, that's like summarizes the kind of challenges that we see and kind of defensibility in the challenge that we see right so one th- first thing first like i think we are now investing a lot in 
data science and machine learning in terms of like uh, taking patterns of problems people have and doing pattern matching and then showing a resolution and solution to so uh, to the problem the customer may have so uh, 80% of the problems are part of these 80% uh, of the problems can be bucketed into these 10 15 categories so these 80% problems we have a solution and we nine we, we with very high confidence with the with 97% confidence we can bucket into these 10 categories so when we can bucket them into these categories uh, and we know that this uh, this person's problem can be solved with this uh, automation or this guide or this uh, solution then we don't need a human being on that so that i think is the number one effort in the company uh, from a increasing conversion decreasing support tickets helping them in the filing flow so so i think like that's uh, incredibly tough but uh, we are getting there the 20% long tail is is hard like uh, the 20% long tail comes from unique tax situations, problem expressed with less clarity, and uh, actually unique scenarios in taxation. What we are doing is, given that it's only the last week or whatever, that you can, uh, we basically, it's like equivalent of surge pricing, if you will, like uh, you can pay for an assisted filing and you can get an expert uh, so that uh, like that's the toll of being late i guess so you like i mean basically we cannot service that many queries at that scale uh with a human being right like uh like we'll get millions of queries in that yeah if area. it's happening throughout the year it's a different challenge altogether hmm. but if it's happening only for four or five days and then the rest of the year you get like next to no queries yeah so then a lot of automation and machine learning and data science right like don't yeah. like don't use human beings kind yeah. of yeah so you did uh, speak about like payments briefly there huh. uh, so there is this notion in general hmm. that indians are unwilling to pay hmm. um, so we've come across like certain examples where indians are willing to pay for convenience hmm. for example let's just look at a service like book my show hmm. or for example an uber people are willing to pay there because it's convenient right so what like is that no first of all that is that stereotype true with as far as clear tax is concerned have you seen that people are willing to pay and if they are not i mean your basic tax filing service is still free right so how do you make money from like how do you try to convert those consumers to paying consumers right so i think uh, the so a like i think uh, people above a certain income bracket are willing to pay Hmm. I think uh, there's definitely price sensitivity uh, and like the perception. Like, so if somebody's used clear tax, they're very willing to pay next year. The other part is like, uh, if they get, uh, like if people are willing to pay for services in general, like so if they know that they're getting a CA or like something, like they'll pay for that as well. So in general, like I think, uh, I think like people are willing to pay and there is a pain threshold at which they are willing to pay and tax filing people in general know that uh, like they want they need to pay something and so on and so forth so uh, i think like overall the the offering which is self filing uh, which is right now uh, which is historically has been priced at 299 and right now we offer it free i think we see like very little worry in like uh, trying to monetize all of that i think we can safely monetize 18 to 20% of our user base uh because they have complex tax scenarios and in those complex tax scenarios our software continues to be the cheapest and the most efficient solution uh, so we can charge for that 18 20 percent scenario uh, the uh, not like the entire user base like we can't charge like uh, the entire user base like 300 uh, i think that will like not uh, translate to that many number of filings the other part is uh, the 
the other part is like uh, the customers uh, are very willing to pay for services and the other the other things are like we are constantly building new products and experiences for the user so we are thinking through models of hey can we just say to the customer that you pay us the uh, you pay clear tax like say a annual subscription of 500 rupees say that's not a lot uh, given that uh, your financial health we can improve and we can give a customer an roi of more than 5000 rupees if they invest this 500 with us so i think if it's a 10x roi uh, and the consumer is slightly savvy i think uh, we can return the money for them uh, with some roi uh, that will include tax savings that will include some expert consultation and a few more things so i think uh, we are on that track and that's the focus it's also boils down to like being less seasonal having more interaction touch points with the customer uh and so on so forth so yeah so part of that is also the new thing that you introduced i think late last year which is investing in mutual funds yeah. uh, tax saving mutual funds through mm-hmm. clear tax so the way i see it is that you only offer a regular mutual funds right uh, right now there's not uh, the direct mutual funds are not available yeah. so which means that without uh, really asking people to pay uh, you are still making money from those people because of the commission that the fund managers offer so absolutely. that's probably one way to work around this situation and uh, yeah absolutely and so i think like uh, so uh, the mutual fund houses have a sebi published guideline of giving 1% uh, commission right so uh, for distribution right so uh, like right now we offer the elss tax saving funds uh, which have like uh, which have like great tax saving benefit and have a 3 year lock in compared to like a ppf which has a 15 year lock in and the process on our website is completely paperless for that investment and we definitely make that 1% commission uh, for money uh, the thing as a company we are thinking about is like uh, what you mentioned about direct investing is very interesting that um, we could just give a subscription and do a direct plan uh, we are still going to test it what we have seen is the market is still like uh, is less educated if you will the market still needs to build trust around the fact that mutual funds are a good investment instrument so for us to put a burden of entering our subscription fee and then buying the mutual fund feels like a big barrier to the customer so basically if the customer is very educated you can then tell them hey look if we if we are charging you this subscription that's for our platform fees and a convenience fee if you will and then you get this direct investment so if you're buying a movie ticket at book my show you know that you're getting a movie ticket out of it and then the convenience fee is like available uh people are right now why should i buy this mutual fund right like mm. right now we are in that education phase so the customer and the audience is going to get more mature over like 3 to 4 years so i think in 18 to 24 months time like clear tax like uh, we should it will move to the direct commission free products i think that's what my personal belief is uh, i think time will tell a little bit like where the audience customer audience maturity be uh, is and with that we can transition to a a a like a membership club kind of model where people just pay like 6 500 rupees to clear tax and then they get a, the entire bouquet of clear tax filing investment direct investments and so on and so forth yeah so the way you're speaking it does sound to me like your long term goal is to become a wealth management hub mm-hmm. for people mm-hmm. instead of just a place that they come to file their returns and then forget about the site absolutely i think like uh, the aspect <coughs> there's a few aspects to this right like i'll explain that with a little bit of data one we have a very strong millennial audience right like the millennial audience is uh, in general struggles with uh like their finances they're young they have usually disposable income 
but they don't have the necessary experience and the sense of urgency to save uh, and like what data also shows us like they can do a lot more because their risk appetite can be high at th- that age uh, and we obviously are the one of the largest repositories of uh, in income information expense information investment information in in the country right so via pattern matching aggregation and so so on so forth we can come up with planning we can come up with strategies that the consumer can apply at that age that income bracket which will be better than anything anything anybody else can offer so i think like for us like our biggest motivation is how much tax saving can this person do then can they create wealth in ways which are tax free so like if they invest in long term equities or uh, or have capital like diversify diversification in in various things uh, for example if you have a mutual fund versus if you have a fixed deposit like a fixed deposit is conservative gives you like 7% uh, like maybe as interest uh, but if you are in the highest income bracket that's like a 30% tax so uh like 2.1% you'll have to subtract like it'll return like 5 5.5% to you but and that's like not beating inflation so i think from a young person's perspective like fixed deposits don't make sense i mean mm. like given the economy and so uh so these kind of things i think like uh, we understand and we know that we can build a product journey and we'll not like have a sales agent calling you up trying to convince you that hey you need to buy this instrument uh, i think like that's not the game we play i think uh, the customer comes first and how do you scale that becomes the second part so uh, definitely uh, wealth creation wealth wealth increase is a goal yeah okay so another thing i was wondering was that you did speak about uh, education a lot um, so there are so many things that confuse in in terms of just the tax filing component like uh, we are keep hearing about these announcements uh, recently from the government that says uh, that say that uh, you need aadhar for this and you need aadhar for that so there is this big confusion around do you really need aadhar to file your tax returns and from what we hear like initially it was said suggested that this will be mandatory from the next financial year or whatever but after that there has been no real follow up on it and there's no clarity on whether it's needed or not yeah so great question again uh, post 1 july of this year 2017 like uh, aadhar is mandatory to specify in your tax return as per the government guideline which has come out uh, about a week ago so like uh, and like there are petitions open now in the supreme court uh but like uh like given what we know today aadhar is compulsory for your tax return from 1 1 july hmm. okay so the second aspect of this aadhar question is the data privacy aspect hmm. so you did speak about how clear tax takes data privacy seriously hmm. um the, even the government claims the same thing in terms of you know it taking its aadhar data privacy very seriously hmm. but then we did have some uh, hear some reports about how entire aadhar databases of people are available online hmm. uh, to download as as a spreadsheet so hmm. what are your thoughts on this um, aspect of aadhar right so i think like uh, i think again one of those uh, very important questions which the country is facing and i think uh, i think there was a recent interview by nandan nilakani also one of the chief architects of aadhar in the country right about this topic so overall like i think uh, i think aadhar is a complicated topic i'll try to touch upon few themes but uh, then like we'll have to it's a podcast in itself i think hmm. so uh, i think uh, one major theme is 
Aadhaar in itself is an identity system. So it has no uh, no like data uh, capture per se except your biometrics, right? That's the that's the definition, right? However, Aadhaar is now being also used for authentication, right? So by authentication, I mean like when you express your fingerprint, like they'll also authenticate you besides just identifying you. So they will they will do an Aadhaar payment like they're saying, right? Like if they if your fingerprint checks out, we'll pay you, right? Uh, so that I think as soon as you start using Aadhaar for more than just the identification of a person, uh, if you start associating data, with the Aadhaar, then you start opening a can of worms. Basically, it becomes contingent on that agency which has the Aadhaar linked data to keep that data private, right? So that is like, okay, let me explain that thought a little more. So basically, earlier our data was linked to PAN. So the PAN database and the PAN database linked to the income tax had to be secure, right? Now, if that gets compromised, then you have a data breach and you have a compromise which happens and leaks data privacy leak happen now the aadhaar system uh, and link to that data whichever system is using it uh, if that leaks data then the that system's vulnerability leaks data along with the aadhaar aadhaar identifies to a person and if two or three separate data systems leak you have a lot more information about a person and if there's any central repo of Aadhaar data, then you have leaks of the person. So overall, leaks and breaches become more common because Aadhaar is not a not the reason but the output of that effort because data is getting digitized and Aadhaar is the identity, so people blame Aadhaar. But the fact that Aadhaar led to the digitization also in the first place causes grief and the other part, which is the more the more concerning part to be very honest is the fact that Aadhaar is every single place uh, Aadhaar will be used in every single place your tax return your meal subsidy your LPG your I don't know whatever your school education your mark sheet that causes grief because if data systems from one place leak then other agencies can look at this data other actors can look at this data and correlate different things about you so that gets dangerous because if you had an anonymous id or a gmail id you can always change your gmail id but you can't change your Aadhaar. so that i think is the main concern in my mind yeah i mean all eggs in one basket yes and if yes. there's a breach in one place then you lose all of your privacy directly yes and Aadhaar is like ties up to a individual right like and uh, it's not a meta identifier so if there's a meta identifier and you could change that meta identifier that's okay but Aadhaar is a direct identifier on you yeah okay all right so yeah final question is how far away is clear tax from being profitable i think like uh, the number one effort that uh, the company is making besides tax filing and wealth creation uh, for individuals is like in the small medium enterprise space we have a very compelling goods and services tax product which is coming out so gst uh, gst is goods and services tax which india is implementing it is uh, supposed to be the largest tax change in the country uh, we are investing in creating software and services and e-learning for it uh, great reception and i think uh, i think the company should be break even in 18 months i think uh, after that we'll take a decision on whether we want to continue uh, investing forward or become profitable so i think like a uh, lot more re revenue expected from b2b i think b2c revenues will scale up 
uh, over time but like the user base if we keep expanding like it should be fine all right so yeah thank you so much for your time achit i just wanted to know where people can find you online maybe twitter facebook whatever you're comfortable with sharing so that they can just follow you and get in touch with you if they have more queries yeah absolutely so on twitter i am archit gupta at archit gupta i'm pretty active i mean like uh, uh, although not a very heavy tweeter uh, <laughs> and uh, like i'll tweet i tweet about like either computer science things or design things or product or startup and entrepreneurship and uh, email i'm on archit@clearattacks.in uh, write to me if you need help on anything <laughs> all right so thanks so much for your time and as always please do rate us on itunes and follow us on facebook twitter youtube and instagram at gadgets360 thanks for listening